Becker's Hospital Review is committed to delivering our audience safe access to vital educational opportunities. With this in mind, our 11th annual meeting will be in virtual format for the first time. Whether in the home or workplace, attendees will have access to sessions where industry leaders will be discussing the most pressing issues in healthcare, including the rise of virtual care, addressing clinician burnout, and delivering on-price transparency. To learn more, click on the conference tab at beckershospitalreview.com. Welcome to the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. I'm Laura Deirda, an editor at Becker's Healthcare, and I'm thrilled to welcome Dr. Sriram Visa, Chief Medical Officer and Vice President of Medical Affairs at SSM Health DePaul Hospital in St. Louis. We're really excited to have Dr. Visa on our podcast today. Now, before we begin, Dr. Visa, could you please introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your background? Yeah, hi, good morning. Uh, thank you for inviting me to this podcast. It's a pleasure to be able to uh, speak to the audience. So I am a hospitalist by background. Um, I've been in clinical practice for about 16 years. Um, I'm currently the uh, Chief Medical Officer and Vice President of Medical Affairs uh, at SSM Health DePaul Hospital for the past uh, three years. The first one and a half years, I was an interim role, and I'm full-time Chief Medical Officer now for the past one and a half years. Um, before that, I was the uh, Chief Hospitalist uh, for Sound Physicians at my hospital uh, and also with Team Health at Slash IPC before that uh, at my hospital. Uh, been uh, through multiple various uh, leadership roles uh, at this hospital. I've been the uh, president of the medical staff. I'm also been the medical director of informatics for my hospital for the past uh, 11 years. Uh, I helped launch Epic successfully at uh, my hospital in SSM in 2009. Well, fantastic. It sounds like you have a lot of experience and really, you know, we're excited to be learning from you today on the podcast. The first question I have is looking at your priorities today. What are your top priorities and how do you see your role evolving over the next year? Absolutely. Uh, thank you. So obviously with COVID is a national uh, um, pandemic going on at this point and my hospital is in the uh, northern suburbs of St. Louis. So we have a large uh, the um, socially disadvantaged population uh, in our community. So we have a huge uh, COVID uh, surge uh, in this area. In spring and summer, uh, we were one of the few hospitals that saw uh, up to 100, 110 patients a day, inpatients in the hospital we were managing. And in the fall and winter, uh, although the disease is more widespread across the state of Missouri, we again have our second uh, peak going on and we are seeing a lot of patients at the hospital. So obviously our total focus is on trying to maximize our available resources and use them most efficiently uh, to help uh, take care of these patients. Um, my other issue that I'm trying to uh, be very cognizant of is the uh, frontline staff and uh, doctors and nurses' uh, well-being and uh, helping them with their burnout. Uh, it's really, it's uh, being in the front lines, uh, rounding in the floors, talking to our uh, frontline staff, listening to them, asking them questions, are simple gestures, but have uh, been uh, very uh, satisfying both for myself and to my uh, campus executive team at this time. Fantastic. It sounds like you've done an excellent job of just making sure you're supporting your staff and really especially during this pandemic. Now, looking ahead into the future, what are you most excited about? So, although COVID obviously has been a big uh, focus of the current pandemic, uh, 
But also great things that have come out of this is uh, the rapid innovation that uh, hospitals all across the nation have come up trying to tackle this problem. So rapid communication, rapid uh, protocol creation, and rapid implementation of these protocols has been uh, a great, uh, I would say, product of trying to manage the COVID at this time. For example, telemedicine. So within uh, 15 to 20 days, our healthcare system was rapidly able to move from office-based practice to telemedicine and uh, set up a large number of visits uh, without uh, causing any significant disruption in continuity of care for our patients. Uh, we also uh, tried to work on uh, tele-ICU support for our patients when we uh, had a decrease in staff availability because of a large volume or because of uh, ailment of our providers. The other exciting innovation I've seen is uh, trying to op make our processes more efficient. For example, joint replacements. You know, we should, traditional approach would be to uh, bring in patients, keep them overnight after joint replacement, manage them with physical therapy, and try to uh, get them home within 24 to 48 hours. But now when we uh, really needed the staff to help um, manage uh, our uh, COVID patients, we did not have enough bed capacity. So our surgeons are trying to innovate, our cardiologists are trying to innovate uh, from changing those overnight procedures to same-day procedures. We are coming up with innovative staffing models so that staff could say, in-house a little bit longer and get these patients home safely. So it's been very exciting uh, to see innovation come up with this COVID surge. And the challenge would be to continue these uh, innovations uh, in 2021 when hopefully after the vaccination of our population, this disease would be uh, more manageable. This would be a good impetus for our alternate payment models uh, that are going to be more um, popular and uh, the new administration that's coming in would also continue to work on this. So all these innovations with COVID, uh, same-day procedures, telemedicine, would hopefully also um, help us with the alternate payment models uh, going into 2021. Got it. That makes a lot of sense, being able to take that energy and urgency, I suppose, for developing helpful and beneficial changes into the future. It seems like it would be an important aspect of heading into 2021. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Dr. Vissa. Now, could you share three pieces of advice for emerging leaders? Absolutely. So based on my own personal experience, uh, my advice would be, one, invest in yourself, uh, in, in your own well-being, in your education. And that obviously will help you uh, maintain your uh, energy levels, but you'll also demonstrate to your organization that you are investing in your uh, growth and in your educational skill sets. You know, you could start from a simple uh, leadership courses through your uh, professional society. Every society has their own uh, leadership uh, tracks. Or you could take a more ambitious uh, certification process through American Association of Physician Leaderships. You could go uh, do an MBA or a Master in Medical Management. But invest in yourself as early as possible so that you could uh, continue to grow involved. Uh, second, I would say uh, advice would be to work on your self-awareness. Emotional intelligence is an asset that all healthcare organizations uh, look at. IQ is important, but EQ, as a, uh, we call it, uh, is more uh, asset or a skill set that our leaders are looking for. 
And our, the third advice would be read a lot. You really have to be a subject matter expert in your field. Uh, you should be able to uh, stay uh, with the latest uh, that's out there and also try to start exploring some other uh, fields. For example, I'm a clinician, but I need to uh, explore learning more about finance or human resources. And if you are in uh, a surgeon, you need to learn a little bit more about uh, lean processes or quality management tools. These are uh, really important skill sets that emerging leaders should acquire. Fantastic. I think looking at the investing in yourself, having that self-awareness and really continue to learn and read and educate yourself on other aspects of healthcare are super important. So thank you so much, Dr. Vissa, for being here on the podcast today. It's been a really great conversation and I look forward to connecting with you again in the future. Thank you. It's been a pleasure talking to you today.